Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we just waved hello kind of thing. And then when he stood up, what I didn't realize was he was wearing the shortest shorts so he was wearing normal stuff on top he was business on top he loves a little sexy number doesn't he fun below he was yeah. wearing tiny shorts with flamingos on them so Kara, <laughs> who we work with she's been getting these grubby boxes and you can get them oh my god if they want to sponsor us please do because they're a bit like hello fresh Oh, right, yeah. They send you like a meal prep kit and then nice. you, you make a thing. And she had received onion bargee burgers oh, as one of the yeah. kits. So we made mm-hmm. them last night and, um, yeah, I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> it was awful. It was like making eyes water, peeling wallpaper, the most disgusting parts <laughs> ever, ever smelled in my life. And um, I was really, really worried as I was going to bed that to a point that I had to go and do a fart on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I really need a classic joke up my sleeve that I can sort of yeah. roll out knock, anytime knock. I need. Who's there? Europe. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I know. Good. I know, right? <laughs> 18 plus this episode. There's some seriously rude jokes. <laughs> I feel like I've I've not made a case for Grubby there. They are, honestly, it was great. You can choose and I shan't be choosing an onion bargy burger again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> but punishing. Okay, that's good. Um, tell you what, should we talk about running? Oh God, yeah. Do you want to? <laughs> nah, not really. <laughs> they laugh. Welcome to episode 156 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. We are both firmly average runners who don't take life or running too seriously. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. In this episode, we have a super useful chat with our resident health expert, Juliet McGratton, who answers all our questions about IBS, hay fever, and endometriosis. 
Before and after that little woman in STEM section, Holly and I talk about CBT, that's cognitive behavioural therapy, and some of the things that Holly has been doing to manage her anxiety. We also talk about unexpected wildlife in Hyde Park and favourite underground lines. Somehow, this moves into some very shaky knowledge of history, so we need to stop talking a long time before we do. Plus, there's some stuff on awkward poo situations, sunscreen and running races solo, something that's been popping off on our Discord chat. As soon as you're a patron, you can hop on that chat and find out what everyone's talking about. By the way, if you love this podcast, and of course you do, there is a way to get more Holly and Esther nonsense, and that's by becoming part of our pod squad on Patreon, where you can get involved in live Zoom calls with us, weekly newsletters, and a chat room all for you. If you're part of our cheer squad, you can watch these podcasts on actual video. Fancy that. Come and join us at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. Now, let's get on with it. Shall we start? Hello, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, do that while I'm halfway through a mouthful of coffee. Oh, yes, sorry, while yes. you're halfway through a mouthful. I'm on tea at the moment because I've, well, I'll <gasps> tell you about that in a minute because that's exciting. Um, but... What I was just going to say, should we should we ask? Esther and I were just chatting about how much we loved being on Bad Boy, and mm. um, if there are any other podcasts that you guys listen to that you would love for us to have on the pod, we go on theirs, do a little thing, then write in and let mm. us know, or become a patron and let us know on Discord. Because, or if you are a patron, give us a shout. Because I mean, we're probably not going to be on the Joe Rogan experience anytime soon. No, no, not this week. No. <laughs> but if there's anything that you like and listen to, is that weird to ask? That doesn't them? seem... No, I don't think it's weird, is it? Yeah, yeah, know. stuff that you listen to that is kind of around the same kind of ballpark. But I mean, it, it doesn't have to be about running. Um, and in fact, probably better if it's not. I mean, because otherwise mm. it's just us talking about running on another podcast and then getting people to talk about running on our podcast. I mean, that sort of does work actually, doesn't it? But I mean, it can be like what we're, what we're talking about is it can be kind of women's health, yeah, um, fun chat stuff, like things you listen to that aren't fern cotton because there's no way that's going to work because I yeah. don't think she knows who we are. Maybe not like the top 10 podcasts in the world yes. or whatever, but you know, <laughs> stuff like us, Bad Boy. Other yeah. things that people listen to and you might yeah. want to see it run pod, stuff like that. But again, maybe, maybe, maybe even non-running that we could branch out into. Give us a shout. Um, yeah. Can I tell you about my coffee thing quickly? Of course you can. Yeah. I can't remember whether I told you this, but I've got an espresso machine. <laughs> yeah, that, that took up maybe half of the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you joking? I thought I hadn't told everyone about this. <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's gone it's gone mental like everyone is yeah everyone they've they've sold out kicking off yeah yeah you're, you're such an influencer with your nespresso pods nespresso yeah. virtuos have got have all gone <laughs> well hopefully my pot the, the update then is that yeah. hopefully my pods are arriving this week and that's oh. why i'm having a slightly sad cup of tea in a mug that literally says good morning sunshine it's time for coffee and i've got a boring <laughs> tea in it because I've run out of decaf coffee oh. and my pods aren't arriving until, um, I don't know, later in the week. But mm. I think I might venture gently into doing some, like one caffeinated and a, de- and a decaffeinated or something. Because I have had a few 
caffeinated coffees in the last few days and it's all been fine so been all right yeah well yeah how how is the kind of anxious thoughty kind of panicky stuff going does that it's okay I think it's sort of it's bubbling away under the surface as it always is nice um but I think only a small cross-section of me is on fire inside the majority and all my outside skin and everything is doing Mm. pretty well yeah, it's not going too badly. I've only I'm a bit nervous about the fact that I've only got two more sessions of my therapy. Right. Um, okay. Which doesn't it it really feels like it's gone in a flash and like mm. I don't know about if if you've had therapy sessions before that they say you have an hour. And after like half an hour 40 minutes, my therapist always goes, "So should we look into booking your next one in then?" Oh, and I'm really? like, I have a half an hour on the clock here. <gasps> I know. Tight. Yeah. I know. So it feels like it's gone quite quickly. And um and maybe that's my responsibility. Maybe I'm supposed to go, hang on, love. I've got <laughs> I'm not finished. Yeah, but she's the teacher and you're the student, so it's really tricky exactly. to kind of Yeah. So I feel like I need to sort of go with what she's doing. But I've been so also because I've been alternating between doing a bit of the CBT stuff and then a bit of this like it's basically like sort of trauma therapy or whatever um, mm. that is, I mean, it's not as serious as doing something for like PTSD or something, but it's like um, reliving experiences basically. And then mm. you sort of pinpoint the hot spots that make you feel a bit funny because the example she gave was like, if you were in a traumatic car crash or something like that, mm. um, that you might have residual anxiety and panic from or or sort of feelings that I mean that's more likely to give you some genuine PTSD because that's a horrible thing to go through um mm. and you might think that what's caused it is the car crash itself like when you actually made impact like how shocked that you were the injuries that you sustained or something but it might yeah. be that until you relive it you don't quite realize that actually it was having your legs trapped underneath something for an hour oh, and that's why okay. maybe anything that sort of might remind you of that feeling might make you feel panicky and sort of trigger that that response um mm-hmm. so it's that sort of thing and it's really interesting um but because I've been sort of darting between doing that and CBT I feel like I've only really had like two sessions on each of those things and it's all felt like it's gone quite quickly so all yeah. good but the fear is now it feels manageable at the moment it's still there, but it feels manageable. But what mm. happens in a few months' time when I've forgotten everything she said? Yeah. Mm. And it does feel like a bit of a life raft, doesn't it? When you've got ongoing kind of therapy, it feels mm. like it's something to sort of cling on to, isn't it? And I think yeah. when, when you're cast adrift, you can feel a bit like, I'm on my own. A so, little bit, um, a little yeah. bit. So, yeah, I'm a bit nervous. I think I really love to have somebody to tell me good girl you're doing a good job big pat on the head well done good stuff yeah as you know as my manager <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think it is going to be weird going back to having to tell myself that when I've come out of a panic attack or if I've managed to calm myself down from sort of whatever that's going to feel a bit weird and that's usually where it all goes tits up a bit because I'm quite I just I don't I don't back myself very much oh and I end up being like, oh, you're a bit wibbly wobbly and yeah. you've not really, you've not really done a good job there. You're not really in control sort of thing. 
So, and I, I assume you're talking about that kind of stuff in the therapy anyway. So do mm. you, have you, have you come up with some kind of, I don't know, some plans to. Yes. I've, well, I've got two mantras I've been saying to myself and I, Ooh. I really denied that a mantra was ever going to work for me because mm. I think that my brain, and I don't think I'm special for this. I think this is most of our brains, especially if we've grown up with internet phones a million things going a million miles an hour plus we're both people who work with words all the time and Mm. but I just thought I will have answered myself back three times over saying why that's not true before I've even finished the sentence yeah yeah um sure but actually I think there's something to be said it's a bit like people talk about with sort of body positivity things that like if you look yourself in the mirror and you just go here's I'm going to say to myself here's one thing I like about myself there or I'm going to say you look really strong today or something when you're Mm. sort of using those like words of affirmation to and saying all of that a little bit, but annoyingly it's working and I've got to say hats off to it all. That that, like saying some of that stuff to yourself really does work in the same way that saying to yourself over and over again, I'm a piece of shit works. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it does, it does actually, we know that that works because we all do that to each other a little bit sometimes and we know that that erodes our confidence so trying it the other I was a bit like what have I got to lose trying it the other way around and actually it it doesn't like dissolve the panic in front of my very eyes because also Mm. I think slightly a watched pot never boils it's never going to really fully go away if you're staring right at it but it does I have when I look back I notice that when I've done that to myself it has kind of gone away so the main one I've been Mm. trying to use is I am in charge of my body and my mind. Nice. Which yeah. is good. I and like that, that one. I like yeah, that one very much. Yeah, it's good. When you feel like you're slightly starting to spiral out of control, it's like, hang on, pulling it back here, I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when that one really doesn't work, when the evidence is too much against the fact that I'm not in charge because it's all gone <laughs> awfully wrong and I'm a quivering <laughs> wreck, yeah. then I've been trying to go down which maybe sounds like a counterintuitive route, but it's working for me, so whatever. Mm-hmm. And and say, I don't have to be in control all the time. And accept, oh. the, the sort of like relinquish that control a bit and be like, okay, so I have a panic attack. I let that flow over me. I don't try and rein it in. I just let, I let myself feel a bit that way. It'll pass. It's happened before. Wow. I mean, they both sound amazing. They sound like really, I, I like that. I think that was one of the things that I used to find that really hard when it came to mantras and affirmation mm. stuff, when they sounded a bit like the stuff that you'd see written across kind of sunsets. Live, laugh, love. And yes. Mm. Yes. Those mm. for sure. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, but then, then I realized it's a bit like the, this, this is my race thing. Mm. But, and I know this is stating the bleeding obvious. And I think the thing that I hadn't I hadn't twigged with those things was that the repetition is the thing that makes it right. And so if you constantly say it to yourself in your head, then suddenly it becomes something that's that's innate and believable and and it's both so of true. yours just sound brilliant. They just sound really kind of solid and you know, it's nothing to do with unicorns in there. And um, No, there's no sunsets. unicorns. There's no sunsets or unicorns. No. <laughs> it is just, it's something I can grasp onto when all else fails. Like, I mean, I still am trying to do things like exercising, doing lovely mindful things. I can show you right here, right now. Puzzle Ooh. faves I've got right in front of me. Oh, look, she has. <laughs> I have. That's if, I, if I'm like, okay, 
it, my brain has gone completely <laughs> bonkers. I just need to totally refocus my energy and do something that is all consuming for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, when I'm like lying in bed or if I'm in in the middle of my work day or something where I can't just start doing something else and to can't just distract myself, then yeah. that those mantras I find really helpful. Yeah, go on. I'm a mantra gal now. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Check out you. <gasps> I'm pleased Amazing. it's working. You're going to be into slogan tees next, previous... aren't you? Oh, I am. I'm going to get a Live, Laugh, Love t-shirt immediately. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> I think sometimes those things um, can, I'm sorry if this is boring for people who haven't had anxiety or anything like that, but hopefully helpful if you have. I Often some of the things that people talk about that people find really helpful, and I, ha- I did find helpful before I had an anxiety disorder. Um, so back in the day, if I was having a bit of an anxious time or I was feeling mm. like I might have a panic attack or something, I loved doing the one where you would do like five things you can see, four things you can yes. smell or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that one is, though, I always find the smell one really difficult. What can you smell? I can always that's smell weird. everything. So it's probably the one you? that I, you yeah. get a big smeller. I don't big think smeller. I can really smell that much. Um, yeah. So I find that one a bit weird. Um, but. I'm like the general damp of my flat. That's about as far as it goes. Um, But I think that one, sadly, I kind of having used it so much when I was first going through panic disorder, um, I found that that has got a really negative connotation with me now. And I can't really do that anymore because I just end up thinking, oh, you're like, you're having, you're, you're going to have a panic attack. You're having an awful time. You're like, it's back sort of thing. He's back. Voldemort's yeah. back. It's like that. <laughs> and, um, and, and, um, I, so it's a, a shame because lots of the tools that I had in my toolbox before, I don't find that they work so much with disordered anxiety because like, I just feel like I'm, because lots of mine is in my head thinking, oh, I'm going mad. Here I am. Padded yeah. cell alert. It just, it reinforces that more if that makes sense it's like yeah. oh, definitely I'll go mad because now you're smelling stuff or whatever right um, but having the mantras I've really so I, I immediately thought this is going to have the same effect mm-hmm. every time I say to myself you're in control I'm just going to feel panicky because that's going to remind me of the other times I've said that to myself when I felt really panicky but so far it is actually really working and I think you're right it's exactly like this is my race you've just got to keep plugging it away and saying it to yourself and you even if it's like I will never believe that I hope one day we all will eventually believe our mantras yeah even if they are about unicorns and rainbows and yeah whatever works for you exactly whatever works for you don't yuck someone else's yum (laughs) don't yuck (laughs) someone else's yum (laughs) but how are you doing that's me um yeah ticking away with that good for you I'm yeah I'm all right I'm okay I'm okay it's been um it's been really really busy couple of weeks um there's like busy in terms of running and busy Mm -hmm. in terms of work and busy in terms of kids um so it's been it feels very 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 full on Mm -hmm. I had um I've been squeezing in my runs all over the place, um, probably doing them, probably kind of clustering them in order to get them done. So I, like I ran yesterday morning, I ran this morning and I know I'm going to run tomorrow morning, for instance. 
Um, so there's kind of there's a lot of that, which is probably mm-hmm. not ideal. So it's probably not enough rest no. in between. I mean, um, you are you are a, a well, you're a better trained person than me at the moment. Like you're 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 strong, but I do think yeah, it is a classic, isn't it? It says to me at the end of every Couch to Five K run, make sure you don't do the next one tomorrow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but it's it's kind of just it's just mm. what I'm doing right now, and it and I'm you got to do what you got to do sometimes a bit exactly, and I'm not doing any technical running, so I'm plodding those runs, I'm enjoying them, um, yeah, everything everything's fine um, with the running, um, but then it's just been it's been a busy life at the moment. I was I've been in London. Uh, a couple of times over the last week. Um, oh God, yes, um, tell us all you, about your adventures. Fucking hell. Well, um, one time, I need to remember to tell you about the parakeets, you see. I know. Um, so I went to London last week to for the launch of um, an exciting Asics shoe. Am I allowed to even say the name of the shoe yet? Probably mm. by the time this comes out. Do you think? Shall I just check? Have a quick check. Yes, I don't, yes, I don't know. Um, so, do so in, I was improv. Oh, okay. yes, do that. No, no, no. You <laughs> improv, improv, improv away. Go. Oh God, what shall I do? Mm. I really need a classic joke up my sleeve that I can sort of yeah roll knock, out anytime knock. I need. Who's there? Europe. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I know. Good. I know, right? <laughs> Eighteen plus this episode. There's some seriously rude jokes. <laughs> Uh, oh, this used to be my favourite joke when I was a child. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting Moo. cow. What a classic. A classic. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I kind of cringed myself out doing that, but I haven't done that okay, since I, I was about seven. I can talk about it. I can talk about it. Mm. Um, okay. So I went to see the launch of uh, the Gel Kayano, th- uh, the Asics Gel Kayano. Kayano? 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 Yeah. Kayano? Kayano. Kayano. Keanu? I thought it was gel cano <laughs> for ages, like it was a, like it was like an, like a volcano full of gel or something. <laughs> That's so funny. The um, Asics Keanu so Keanu Reeves special the gel Keanu edition. Reeves special. Yes. So I went I went to Keanu's launch last week. God, that would be fucking amazing. Oh my and god! Please invite me to Keanu's launch anytime. Yeah, <laughs> anytime. I'll be there for that one. Um, and it was it was lovely. It was um, at the Serpentine Gallery, which um, this was brilliant for me because we get off at Paddington yeah. in in West London, and normally have to head straight to the Tube to go to wherever we're supposed to be going in London. Elizabeth and Line, if we're lucky. Elizabeth Line, Line, as we like to call it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Bond Street. That's my favourite bit about the Elizabeth <laughs> Line. Um, uh, so yeah, I wasn't on that. I I could just walk. It was lovely. So I could just walk through Hyde Park to get to the Serpentine Gallery from Panagia. And it was just oh, lush. I know I know the parakeets you mean then. How do you know the parakeets I mean? Well, I don't know maybe those specific. I might not have met those specific parakeets. <gasps> but I have encountered parakeets in Hyde Park before. Have you? It's wild. Where did they all, where did they come from? What the... So I, when I was walking back through Hyde Park after said launch, um, I saw there was a, a little old man who had a bag of feed and there were three parakeets sort of buzzing around his head and coming down to be fed. So 
I thought they were his. Are they not no, his? I don't think they're his. I I <gasps> heard that the r- rumour is that a long time ago, a bunch of parakeets escaped from the from a zoo in London and that's why there's parakeets. Should I quickly look this up? Yes, look it up. Why I'll, are there I'll parakeets tell. knocking about? It was amazing. And I didn't want to take a picture because I thought they were his parakeets and I thought that seemed a bit rude. Okay. Wasn't... Scientists have tracked the majority of London's parakeets to Pakistan and northern areas of India. None of the birds made the journey here under their own power. They were taken from the wild and brought here as exotic pets. As with many animals introduced by the pet trade, some birds either escaped or were released. So they were... They were brought over right so hundreds of years hundreds of years ago londoners loved to keep parakeets yeah and this is the fallout today that we see a bunch of them escaped or they couldn't keep them anymore so they released them and i guess now they're just doing their own thing exotic birds in hyde park yeah this this article is called so why on earth are there so many parakeets in london Are parakeets a problem in London? London's parakeet population has grown considerably. While they were never considered a a problem, there are worries now that they could compete with native native cavity nesters such as owls and woodpeckers. (gasps) Oh. Cull the parakeets. Yeah, I like a woodpecker. Should parakeets be cold? If parakeets cause oh a specific God. problem in a specific location, we may need to control them or preferably discourage <gasps> them. Yes. Guys. Put up, put up some placards. Yeah. Stay away. Stay None away, parakeets. Justice for Bright owls. <laughs> Justice for... <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know this until I... Because Doug's brother and sister both live in London with their partners and we've yeah. been for a few sort of park walks with them and the first time I saw it I was like what the fuck is happening where are we it was it, yeah it, I just found it completely bonkers really kind of like a slightly out of body experience like seeing a jaguar or something I mean don't yeah. know a car but um someone yeah, just... walking a hyena yeah that kind of thing it was just <laughs> so strange and I just yeah I just assumed they were his and then I thought how can he be? Is he is he taking them out for like a little flight and bringing no, them back over again? No, I guess he is the equivalent of our pigeon man. Yes, like yeah. we've got a pigeon man in Bath. Who he's actually been taken to court multiple times. Oh, um, for feeding pigeons. To feed, yeah, yeah, because he ha, he stands around and he's covered in like pigeon food or whatever, and he has bags and bags of pigeon food. So all the pigeons land on him. And he sort of like pops pigeons onto tourists as they're walking past and stuff. But he's been uh, taken to court. He's not allowed. He's not supposed to do it, but he still does. I see still him. Still does it. Still yeah. does it. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feed the dirty pigeons. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah. So well, that's what I was doing last week was um, being amazed by parakeets. And oh, that's great. Also, Asics shoes. Nice. Um, and then uh, you were in London again yesterday on day I of record. Yes, indeed. I was in London yesterday and I was on the Elizabeth Line. Oh, the Elizabeth Line line. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> Hall. It was amazing. I mean, you know what it's like, but it's amazing. It's I love so it. Good. It's air We're conditioned. So, air oh. conditioned. And I was, well, I'm so used to traveling on the kind of skanky Bakerloo line, I think is probably usually what I would get onto. So, squeakers. To get onto the, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. And, and Elizabeth Line. Yeah, it's beautiful, but it is that is the voiceover woman who's just like, "We're now leaving Paddington. Our next station will be Bond Street." Did she do it so again? St- yes, 
She did. It was amazing. <laughs> but it's no other no other station. It's like no. um, you know, come you're arriving at Heathrow Terminal Four, and it all sounds like that, and it's all Murna Murna Murr, Tottenham Court Road, coming back to Bond, Bond Street. Street. <laughs> Oh my God. I need to hear it. We always miss it because we're always talking and I never hear Bond Street Woman. If you are a Londoner who travels on the Elizabeth line, line, then yeah. please let us know what is up with that. Why what is up? Why does she why does she go Bond Street? Bond Street. It's the only one that's been inserted as if as if she was like as if like the lovely the woman that's saying Paddington, as if she was like, and your next station is Bond Oh fuck Street. So they've had to yeah. kind of cover it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with some lass over the way who's just gone Bond Street, you know, just so that they didn't drop an F-bomb. <laughs> I think that is what happened. I can't think of I any think other right. reason. I think that yeah. must be it. Yeah. Oh, it is the best. It is 100% the best line, I think. Yeah, I, it's so quiet as well because oh, I, that is my number one pet peeve with the tube. I don't mind it being a little bit, sort of stinky I guess it's kind of gonna be but the thing that really does my head in is the noise it sets my teeth on edge where it does that big squeak 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 thing that you can't tell is it is it awful does it need oiling or is that just a million rats I mean it's just horrible and what I also hate is when you're on something quite low down like northern line I think is really low that you get that rush of warm air as well. And it's just like, that's just breath, isn't it? And it's just, it, oh, I hate it so much. Ooh, it's yeah. just How so... do we all not suffocate if we're down in that one then? How does that work? So, women in STEM? Right in. <laughs> right in. <laughs> <laughs> How do they pump the air down into there? Is, it a big per- is there a big periscope that comes from the drain? Yes, I believe that's... Ha- <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes we just need to stop talking, don't we? Because, like, I think our <laughs> what we're reaching for is probably not right. But yeah, I mean, there must be there must be like oh, in fact, I know that there oh. are there are specific buildings in London that were built in kind of um, sort of Victorian Edwardian. You know, when the not it wouldn't be Victorian, would it? How old is the tube? Anyway, it's quite old. Oh, I don't um, know. Oh, but there uh, are... didn't it have its hundredth anniversary or something? I don't know. It's not going to be Victorian, is it? I'm being an, being an idiot, but um, but there are specific buildings that have been built that you don't know what their function is. So they look like they're monuments, and they're actually there for air release from the tube. I know that. Ah, because I remember you seeing go. it. Yeah. 160 yes. years, by the way. Shit, it is Victorian. Yeah, that is oh, fucking old. 1863. As if I'd be that... going down there in those raggedy old times. You're going to oh. have a cave in. Surely. It'd be awful, wouldn't it? Well, actually, because well, they're good one at of the tunnels. oldest ones. The night, well, yeah, because like the night, well, they're good at building, aren't they? And they're good at bricks. So like Baker Street, if you always, if you get off at Baker Street or whatever, that, that always looks really nice. But it has, cause, so it's really all nice and bricky and Victorian, but it makes me think immediately when I'm down that, when I'm in there, it makes me think of people lying down and using it as an air raid shelter. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah. has that It has that energy, to use so one of your words. Is, were we the first people to have an underground? I don't know. I'm so interested in, this is a London <laughs> history episode, the Natural History <laughs> Museum of episodes. Um, <laughs> there was something else I was going to say about tubes. Oh, because I found mm. out the other day that this, this kind of makes more sense to me now. 
Churchill was talking about building the, the channel. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't do it, but he started, he was talking about it. And like, I was like, as if, as if. I thought the channel was built in like 2010 or something. <laughs> well, well, you say that, but there's also the box tunnel. Are you aware What's of that? box tunnel? No. Oh, well, that's like, that's like Brunel age. And that's the start of the same sort of thing, but it's that old. So people were thinking about it bloody years ago. To go under the channel? Yeah. We're obsessed with going under the channel. I know, right? <laughs> I was reading about it and it took them like, so, okay, maybe it talked about the, the, the box tunnel when I was reading this. Right. I feel oh, like look, look, we're, do we're people all, want to we're, talk we're, about this. No, okay, no. I'll stop talking about the. Ch- I'll stop Wikipediaing the channel. <laughs> Box tunnel. It's oh bless it. It's only one point eight miles long. Oh, um, I tried. They really did try. I thought um, that the box tunnel was. Uh, oh, see, I think I might have completely made it up. It is a tunnel between Bath and Chipnam. Um, but it, I don't. It, it wasn't ever. I thought that it was made because they were going to um, try and push it all the way to Europe. But um, oh, imagine I, if we could just go Bath I've via Chippenham oh, to Calais. God. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've made it up. I've made it up. Ignore me. Okay, box something. Yeah, Dave, yeah. leave it in that bit. Yeah. <laughs> We we should move on to Juliet, shouldn't we? we yeah, should we get... talk to a woman in STEM again? It's been a triple whammy. Triple whammy. Um, yeah, we've got her on this time because we wanted to ask her about IBS. <gasps> oh, I can talk to you more about IBS after this if anyone <gasps> wants to. Okay, nice. <laughs> I know. Oh, me too, actually. Yay! Okay. Okay, poo story is coming up after the Juliet conversation. Oh, um, and she talks a bit about endometriosis as well, I think. She does, and a bit. Or have of I made he- that up? No, 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 no. She does. Um, oh, does she? She might do. She might not. I can't remember. If she doesn't, then it will be in the last episode. But okay. she definitely talks about hay fever, which oh, was yeah. Um, something yeah, we were yeah, chatting yeah. about. That so, yeah. Okay. So, so that's Let what we're going to come up with. What yes. she actually yeah. talks about, which <laughs> we can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, should we go? Let's go into a jingle, shall we? Let's let's do it. It's time. It's time. For a woman, woman is very, very wise. Lovely. She's wise. Hol, I've got some big news. Oh yeah. You know we do a very brilliant actual magazine as well as this podcast. Yeah. I, I'm aware <laughs> and sometimes involved. <laughs> well. You can get your hands, if you don't have it already, on your very first copy of Women's Running for just 99p because you're our pod squad. 99p? That's actually amazing. That's like not that much more than a Freddo. <laughs> no, I don't even know if Freddos cost more than 99p. Yeah, they, might do, they might do, actually. They might do, yeah. So all you need to do is go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter podcast when it asks you for a promotion code and you'll get a copy for 99p. Isn't that lovely? That sounds epic to me. <laughs> right. Okay. All right, let's move on to guts. Yeah, no, okay, cool. let's do guts. So we did want to pick your brain slightly. This came from an email from a lovely listener um, who was struggling with Every single time she ran, feeling like she was going to have horrible diarrhea everywhere. Um, Mm. And I think 
I have, I've never been diagnosed with IBS, but I definitely have had bouts in my life of, which, you know, might also sometimes be to do with, with eating at the time, not being as healthy or, but also sometimes just seem to come out of the blue for a bit um, of having very wobbly bowels. Um, <laughs> and um, I think running can be a really, it can, it can be a bit frightening um, sometimes because all of us fear the dreaded, what if we shit ourselves on a run? And yeah. I think, is there anything that we can do um, to kind of try? I know that obviously some people take Dyrolite and other kind of uh, things that are supposed to kind of clog you, clog you up a bit. But I, I, I presume people would rather avoid those things. Is there anything that we can sort of be doing to try and avoid the dreaded brown disaster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Again, uh, we were talking with periods. And actually, interestingly, sometimes your bowels can be related to your hormones as well. So sometimes women are more likely to get diarrhea and have those kind of runner's trots around the time of the period as well. So that, that, that might be, again, looking, it is again about looking for patterns, looking for situations where it's happened what, what had you done that time you know diarizing things if, if you can diarizing mm. not di- not Di-ri- diarrhea yeah. <laughs> yeah. diarrhea rising to see a diarrhea diary having a diarrhea diary <laughs> don't do that don't please don't do that uh, well maybe <laughs> but you you know because a lot of the time yes obviously it's things you eat and mm-hmm. sometimes you think you're doing the right thing, having something fibrous, but maybe you're having too much fiber. So mm-hmm. that sweet potato the night before, which can be great for giving you carb energy and is often on the list of things to have before your marathon, can sometimes be the culprit. Uh, sometimes fatty things yeah. as well, having yogurt before you run, that can sometimes upset people's Ooh, systems. Just had you know, a yogurt, depends. guys, for breakfast, and I was going to go for a run <laughs> after this. <laughs> I mean, Holly. just look, you've got to spot what it, what's the trigger for you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. for some women, it's absolutely fine. I mean, I always have yogurt and granola and go for a run. It's not a problem, but okay. I know other people and that for them is a, is a sort of a trigger. But I also think not looking at what you just had that morning, looking at what you had the day before as well, mm. because that can really have a knock-on effect. Mm. But I think sometimes whatever you do, occasionally it just comes out of the blue. Yeah. you know it really does I, seem to sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. if you're increase, the gut kind of gets used to running to some extent I mean it, it's much yeah. more common in new runners to have these gut symptoms and over time they do often reduce um, because we don't really fully understand what happens and why it happens is it because the blood's got the gut's got less blood going to it because all the blood's going to your muscles or is it the jigging up and down that actually causes some sort of irritation in the gut we don't really sort of fully understand mm. but I would give heart to people who are new runners to say often it does get better with time the gut seems oh my to adapt God. to it that's exactly my experience that mm. my my very worst gut issues were when I was around about 30, when I'd started training for half marathons and I had the worst time. And it's really weird to look back on that now because I remember that, you know, a couple of times I remember having to do that kind of the waddle back home for the last mile because I couldn't, it it was just, it was foul. Um, But since then, my bowel knows me. Mm. It's really weird. So I, if I get up at half past six, like I, I'm ra- when it comes to loo habits, I'm quite random. But if I get up at half six to go for a run, 
I quite often will be putting my trainers on and I think, oh, need to go to the loo. Yeah. So my body sorts itself out before yeah. I go for a run now. It knows. It's really yeah. weird. <laughs> I have the same thing as you. I, I don't tend to, I think that's really interesting that actually looking back, I suppose I haven't had it for quite a while now. But when I very mm. first started training for a half marathon, um, I would have to cross my fingers with everything I had on my way home from the, from the run. Um, oh, and the it was, it was yeah. a regular occurrence to feel like you had to have a slightly violent exodus of the bowels after a run <laughs> yeah. whereas now mm. I don't have that so much so that's really interesting and actually that's really really useful advice because I think often it could maybe be a bit off-putting to people who might think oh goodness well maybe running isn't for me if I've got IBS then when actually yeah. you know keeping going sometimes mm -hmm. and, and pushing through knowing that you're sort of training your bowels as well as all the other things yeah. And and because I was diagnosed with IBS, but that was back mm. and that was back that was actually around the same time. Mm. Um, but I don't remember ever talking to them about running. Mm. But I think this this links in quite interestingly, I think, also to endometriosis, which I think we were going to talk about earlier and we didn't pick up on mm. completely forgot to ask a question. But I know that through friends of mine that have been diagnosed with endo that they've that they suffer also really badly with IBS symptoms. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the one the woman that I'm thinking of, it it, it literally stopped her in her tracks. So she could she would always say to me, Oh, I can't run further than X amount of miles because that's when it kicks in. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. but that was pre-diagnosis. And I think post-diagnosis that's kind of been happily kind of sorted out. Um yeah. but I know yeah, sorry. No, no, I was gonna say it's that link between hormones and and bowel. And mm. it's so much mm. we don't understand. <laughs> but you know, if if your if your cycle has an influence on your bowel, then you, you, there may be times again of the month when it's better to run and plan your marathons, like you were saying you, you, you might do yeah. around your period, if you know that you're more likely to have gut issues. And previously we were talking about the menopause and a lot of women find in menopause that their gut suddenly becomes more sensitive and they suddenly start developing, um, sorry to maybe suggest this might happen to you, Esther, but they start developing oh. gut symptoms and, and runners trots and things and not being able to tolerate certain foods when they've been all right previously so again another kind of link between our hormones and and our gut and is is there any evidence about running and exercise and alleviating symptoms of because at the moment what I'm what we're worried about obviously mm. is going for a run and, and shitting ourselves but yeah. is there a run is, is there mm. is there evidence there about running and and things like IBS, but also Crohn's, is there kind of, does, does it help? I mean, I think in terms of IBS, particularly, it you, you can also get constipation as well as diarrhea. So mm. being physically active regularly can help to ease constipation. But also IBS does seem to get worse at times of stress for some people, not yes. everybody. Yeah. So Big if time. you can use running Always. to help, you know, cope with stress and to keep you mentally well, then that might have a positive effect on IBS as well. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not 100% sure about Crohn's in terms of like research, if not something I've, I've specifically looked at. But again, the way that running can give you well-being and, mm. and reduce mm. and improve your mood, which sometimes people with inflammatory bowel disease because Crohn's is one of the, of the inflammatory bowel conditions I'm not sure there's lots of anti-inflammatories released when you exercise but I couldn't say with confidence um that you know running is going to make your Crohn's better but I think it can help people yeah. manage that manage the way they feel with it perhaps yeah yeah I think that's um yeah and that's true of like everything we've talked about isn't it it's the 
that kind of holistic benefit as opposed to specific this is not going to help you lose belly fat or like you know <laughs> yeah it's not it's not a facebook ad is it running but it's it it makes you because it makes so many things better mm. in terms of like what's going on inside your head it makes you more able to cope with with kind of other bits and pieces that might be going on in your life yeah i find it helps me zero in a little bit because I think when I'm running, I just feel I can struggle quite a lot with sort of self-doubt or um, low self-esteem. And I think running really, really helps me to back myself in a weird way, because I think I think if I'm doing regular exercise, then I can trust my body a bit more somehow. Mm -hmm. Not sure how this works. And then when I do feel like I've got um, a, a genuine concern, like I'm worried about, yeah, funny bowels or I'm worried about uh, some another symptom that I might be experiencing then I'm less likely to sort of beat myself up and go oh it's probably because you're a lazy piece of shit or whatever and instead mm. be like oh okay well actually you know not that it is necessarily going to make a huge huge difference to my overall health running a couple of times a week versus running a bit less or whatever but it, it does help me to sort of give myself the the sort of self-respect almost of going, no, take this seriously. And you're, you're deserving of being able to actually isolate this particular issue and not just think it's, it's because of you've, you've, you've got yourself into this situation or something. And regardless, it's, it's still worth, you know, making sure that it's all right. Don't yeah. know whether that was yeah. maybe a load of rambly nonsense, no, but I think, I think it makes just sense get more to my in brain. Tune. Yeah. You get yes. more in tune with your mm. body, don't you? I think as a runner, because you, you start to Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Pay attention to it more. And therefore, if things aren't quite right, you you maybe, maybe notice it or you... you you want to take steps to get them right so that it doesn't interfere with your running sometimes as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I think that um, it was nice to have picked up from, from the woman that I know that, that thought that she had IBS and it turned out to be endometriosis. Mm. Um, I mean, she thought she had lots of different things and then it all kind of was like, Oh no, all these things are connected. Um, and it did make me just think it's a bit like going back to when we were talking about menopause and periods. It's, it, it did make me just think, if you if you've got one thing don't don't think that that thing is necessarily normal just because you're having it all the time mm -hmm. so as far as she was concerned she was a bit like oh yeah no 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 I, I, i'll shit myself when i get to 10k but doesn't everyone and it's like well no, no actually, really, this yeah. is maybe maybe <laughs> we should talk to someone about this and then um, mm -hmm. and it, and and again another friend who was also diagnosed with endo and she was diagnosed late as so many women are um 
and 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 you know it, all she had was was a parent saying to her oh no all women in our family have terrible periods yeah you know and i think i think this is one of those instances where it's like if if you are suffering from ibs if you are potentially pooing yourself on every run that's worth going to a doctor about, isn't it? And having a chat and, and figuring out what the issue is. Because there's so many things it could be that isn't just runner's trots. Um, and including even things like weak, weak pelvic floors, you know, because a lot of a lot of women find that they, they don't have the strength in their pelvic floor to keep their, their, um, their bowel closed as well. So it, it can be mechanical or it, it mm. can be like all those other conditions, mm. that, some of which you've mentioned. So, yeah. And, and does this, does this, oh, sorry, Esther. Oh, no, so we're just so eager to ask questions, Julia. I know. I was going to say, I think the, the maybe that answers that question a little bit about diarrhea. So, what the reader, who the listener, sorry, who originally wrote in, um, part of the question they were asking was whether it's okay to take things like that um, every time you're going for a run or something. But I suppose, yeah. would you then potentially say that if you're at that point where you feel like you have to take those things every time, then it might be worth going to a doctor and having a deeper conversation? So I think I think she was maybe meaning Imodium. Uh, Diorolite is what you take, which has got electrolytes in it, and you take it as a sort of a rehydration oh, solution. Oh, that's what you have um, after you've been potentially yeah, autistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, yes. you've got you. So, so if she was talking about taking Diorolite, that's fine. It's fine. It's basically a rehydration thing. Um, but yeah, Imodium is the one that kind of clogs you up and, and stops yes, your bowels going. I am, thinking, going. Of um, I am yeah. thinking of Imodium. Um, which I would I I wouldn't advise you know anyone to take it if if they haven't seen a doctor and they're taking they need to take that every time they run then they should see see a doctor um okay it, it's lots of runners do use it particularly for those really important events but it's not without its side effects it can give you stomach cramps and I was uh, gonna yeah say, I would when i have take it again taken it, yeah. i i took it when i had gastroenteritis once because it truly did feel like the only option at that point i had to do a car yeah. journey and i was like i can't yeah. i need i need something yeah. to help me out and then I had the opposite problem for the following three days and it was the most painful thing. Awful. So painful. Mm. So painful. Yeah, it's a yeah. horrible thing. I mean, you know, very useful, but yeah, yeah. I mean, God, if you're if you're having to take that before a run, that that has to be that has you yeah, go and speak to a GP. Yeah, I think yeah. if you haven't done that, then then definitely. It may be that, you know, they try everything and you've had this treated and that treated and you've still got this problem and they say, Listen, it's fine, just just take if that works for you, take one before you go for a, a long run, that then fine, but don't be doing that without somebody telling you that that's okay if you're doing it regularly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Oh, poor woman. That'd I be... know. Mm. Not pleasant. <laughs> Not nice. Well, it's all very was... unfair, isn't it, really? All of these <laughs> <Yeah>. elements. <laughs> always. It's always. It's always bloody us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just on that, just for one last question. So, right. So in terms of like having a baby and then potentially not having the strongest pelvic floor in the world, or maybe mm-hmm. just not having the strongest pelvic floor in the world, which can lead to kind of all sorts of continence issues when you're running. What about wind? Does that also fall into that? Is if if you've got lots of wind? It can do if you're not able to keep the wind in. Yeah. yeah. Um, women often who have weak pelvic floors will sometimes lose lose wind in the same way that you would not be able to keep your stool in and not be able to keep your urine mm. in. So, and I'll just not have as much control over it as you used to 
getting out yeah. of a chair and suddenly yeah you know, yeah <laughs> and sometimes you can get that nasty actually that's my main symptom of when I do have bouts I, I sometimes have mm. not the most healthy stools on the Bristol stool chart Bristol stool chart I knew you were going to say that um, <laughs> <laughs> but um I I tend to have like yeah it'll be a crampy tummy because I think wind mm. is often the 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 biggest culprit I oh think yeah really painful it was so painful and I don't think that's necessarily I mean it might be an extra symptom but I think that actually tends to be less to do with maybe have struggling from IBS and more to do with the fact that yeah I really love beans and lentils and I'll never stop eating mm-hmm. them um whatever mm-hmm. they do to me afterwards um and yeah, um yeah. that can be that can sometimes feel like you're sort of carrying a balloon around in your tummy when you run and that cannot be very yeah. nice when we feel like that is the answer to just kind of leave it and not run or can it kind of help to ease it a little bit well again because it it, it a bit like it can sort of stimulate the bowel which is why you sometimes Mm. get the diarrhea get the diarrhea Mm. and it eases constipation if you if it's coming along with constipation and and you want to get things moving then it, it may help it um, yeah. but it is much more like mm. you say it's much more diet related often yeah. so and so again sometimes hormone mm. as well bloating and, and wind and things can sometimes be linked linked to hormones too so you're not going to do any harm by mm. running when you feel like that it's just whether it feels comfortable a short yeah. run might just ease things up a little bit and get you um yeah. get get you going but again if you're doing a long run and you're someone who's prone to having a bit of diarrhea then you know re- don't really want to be farting after about no, you know no. halfway through because you're never quite sure what's going to happen doing little speed <laughs> boosts yeah. never never trust a fart yeah. 8 miles That's yeah. It. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh brilliant I don't well, I don't know if I do I want to ask I don't want to ask any more questions about farting <laughs> Are we happy? I'm so worried it's all it's always a post cauliflower issue for me. Oh, is it? So, for you? Um, oh, for which me, I'm never going to stop eating. I was going to say for me, it's neither. lentils, beans, pulses. But I'm a veggie, yeah. and I feel like I I need mm. I need them. Plus, yeah, they're mm. the best. Mm. They, well, I really yeah, love and lentils, and yeah. I I will never give them up. Whatever, however, the toxic relationship I have with lentils will never never end because I love no, them well, so much. I love all those things too. And I, and I have got to a stage now where my kids, particularly my son, will go, will ask me specifically not to read to him on the nights after we've had a roast dinner <laughs> and I've had loads of roast veg. Yeah. Yeah, He's roast like, veg. Oh no, Peppers. you've had cauliflower nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry. No bedtime story tonight. <laughs> no bedtime stories, yeah. Oh, don't get my little dose of Harry Potter all because I've overeaten cauliflower. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> One question that I know you were going to ask me that you haven't yeah. asked um, was just about mm. um, the hay fever injection. Yes, Ooh, yes, I really did want to ask you. I mean, I don't know yeah. how that fits into our theme, but it let's really, just but... <laughs> let's just talk about let's it. Let's do it. We have to. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really interesting. We've had for if people are new to the pod or haven't listened to these discussions, we've been talking over the last few weeks on the pod about how to run through hay fever. I think both Esther and I thank goodness don't suffer with it too awfully but this summer has been really it must have been a really high pollen count or something because we've both been struggling a bit and I know we've got lots of listeners who struggle with it in a serious way and it can often trigger asthma and things so one of the things that we that I know a friend of mine mentioned and actually our colleague Kate talked about potentially getting is the yeah hay fever injection which I believe is a steroid Mm mm-hmm 
and yes but esther mentioned that somebody had had commented in our in our pod squad discord chat that it's actually not recommended by the nhs so what's the situation there basically juliet what's going on with the jab yeah, so so it used to be given out quite a lot a few years ago um but you're right it is a steroid injection mm-hmm. once you have it it's in your system and you can't change that and mm. it was felt over time with lots of people using it that they that they felt that the risks of using it were greater than the benefits because steroids can give you side effects because once it's in your system you 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 know it's there and you can't it's not like you can stop taking it a tablet it's there and you're going to you're going to have it in there for a number of weeks so really although it can be quite effective because steroids can just stamp out hay fever really quickly they yeah. they weren't sure really how long people would get that benefit for for some people it might just be a couple of weeks for some people it might be the hay fever season mm. but giving people steroids over a long period of time isn't, isn't without its risks now again it's one of those risk benefit things and you can get the hay fever injection in some private clinics but the question really is what are your personal risks you know how bad is your hay fever what symptoms are you going to get from the injection you don't always really know so these are the reasons why it was it's no longer prescribed on the NHS um, okay and why mm. if you're getting it privately you need to really be a bit careful and to have a, a discussion sort of on those things and i did read actually that they banned social media adverts advertising the oh, really? advertising wow. injection because they were concerned about that but it doesn't mean that anyone who's you know if, if they're listening and they've already had it that anything dreadful is going to happen mm. if you know if they're fine and that you know but just something to bear in mind that there are reasons why it's not licensed and to make sure that you have a, a really informed decision with whoever's giving it to you as to what your your risks might be okay uh, because it is a steroid does mm. that mean that you are somehow kind of immunosuppressed as well a little there... bit yeah i mean yeah. You give you give short term steroids. I mean, maybe if you've had an asthma attack, you might have had steroids yeah. short term, quite high They're dose amazing. for a few days. Yeah. yeah, they really really work. But the problems come when you're using a longer term. Now, it, it's oh. only a tiny bit that you get every day. It kind of it's an injection in your bottom, and it kind of gradually releases. But it mm. will give you a steroid dose over a longer period of time than if you were taking a course of tablets. And you know, so you, you have to be. Yeah, you have to be. Be careful, and and it could with longer term use, and I'm and that's the thing you don't know how long it's going to last for. So are you going to have another one? And mm. long term steroid use can affect your bone density, could affect your immune system, okay. like you say. So there are all those knock on effects. But there are some people who take it without any problems, and yeah. I would just say just make sure you're informed and you've you've had a really good discussion if you're going to use mm. something privately. But it's not licensed on the NHS. If Amazing. it's a steroid, so good, it's, it? It, will it will it make you absolutely ripped if you if you start using it? <laughs> <laughs> Slightly prone to colds, but you look like the rock, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I'm guessing is it, a, is it a different kind of steroid, or is that not how? No, it works? they're all they're all yeah. No, they're all sort of they're all steroids, so they can all make you put weight on or um, give you stomach ache or affect your skin and yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but you're not suddenly going to uh, develop massive muscles by having no. a fever injection. <laughs> yeah, my 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 father has been on steroids for maybe five years for another condition, mm, and mm. he he doesn't at mm. the age of seventy eight yet look like the Rock, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, you know. 
I think that's more to do with the training that you do as yeah, well. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although he does like a body pump, you know, he yeah, does, he does like good. a Well, dance, watch yeah, this yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Julia. This has been fucking brilliant. So good. So good. So good. Like that jingle. <laughs> yeah, should we use that? Yeah, should we do that one? <laughs> Paul, haven't you always dreamt of crossing that iconic finish line on the mall with Buckingham Palace behind you and a well-earned medal in your grasp? Well, of course, but the 26.2 miles that you've got to run before you get there, not so much. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm not talking about the London Marathon. Did you know that the London Vitality 10,000 finishes on the exact same mile? You can have the same final victory lap without having to run a marathon. As if. Isn't running a 10k still going to be a little bit tricky? I, I think 10k runners are meant to be of the speedy variety. Well, yeah, that's true. Some of them are. But if you join our very own Women's Running Wave, we'll be setting off right at the back without any time pressure whatsoever. There will be space for speedy runners and slow plodders alike. Plus, we'll be starting the race together and supporting each other all the way round. Well, 100% sign me up. And also, quick request, can we have a cold glass of Savvy B afterwards? Oh, most definitely. And not only that, but we'll also be meeting up beforehand in our own special women's running zone where we can all do a little excited wee in our pants together. Sounds bloody brilliant. Head to vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk today and select the Women's Running Wave when you sign up to run with us, as well as hundreds of other brilliant women. Link in the show notes. Should we go back in the room? Yeah, let's go back in the room. I, I the room. want to hear, while we're on a, while we're in Brown Town, yeah. uh, tell me about your oh, yeah. <laughs> IBS experience. Okay, I'm 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 loosely terming that IBS. What what for me? So this was like yesterday when I was in London. It was for a meeting with the National Running Show, mm-hmm. and um, there were lots of lovely lovely people there, like Susie Chan and uh, Anna Harding and nice. David Hellard, who I didn't. Oh. He was sitting opposite me. Lovely David from Bad Boy Running. He was sitting opposite me. We were we had it was a big meeting and then kind of like some chats and stuff and then. Um, and it, we were across a really big kind of board table and we just sort of waved hello kind of thing. And then when he stood up, what I didn't realise was he was wearing the shortest shorts. So he was wearing normal stuff on top. He was business on top. He loves a little sexy number, doesn't he? Fun below. He was yeah. wearing tiny shorts with flamingos on them. That's what he was wearing and, yesterday. And what did he have on top? A, a shirt? It wasn't quite that bad a division, um, but he was wearing long sleeves, like a long sleeve hoodie. Um, so it, it, it certainly didn't hint. Weren't expecting at what lay smugglers. beneath. I no. was not. No, no. So that <laughs> that did make me have a little shriek. Um, but but his his face also then went quizzical. He was like, "What do you mean? What were you expecting? You know, it's a sort of." But I, this is what I always wear, which of course he does. So he does actually. He yeah. he really does. <laughs> yeah. So that it was lovely to see him. Lovely to see everyone else. However, with this, this, this meeting also included lunch and it was a kind of, because there was quite a lot of us, it was a set lunch and the starter was tomato and mozzarella salad. Lush, oh, lovely. Right? Nice thing to, a little, I know. Uh, oh, I can't remember what they call it. Like a tricolore capresse. kind of thing, isn't it? Or Capresse. Okay, lovely, <laughs> beautiful. 
Um, well done. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I was having that. Um, really, really lovely. And even as I was eating it, I was thinking, God, it's been ages since I've eaten mozzarella. And um, like a little bit later on, my little head went, because it's really nice, you know. And then a little bit later on, I just thought, oh, yeah, you're not a cheese girl. You're not a cheese head. No, I'm not. (gasps) I'm not. And I just thought, why why has it been so long since I've had mozzarella? What, what, why on earth is this not on my weekly rotation? Cut to dessert. And I was halfway through an eaten mess when I just thought, ah, that's why I don't eat (laughs) mozzarella. So I started really cramping. I mean, happily, I had about 10 minutes where I really needed to go. But it was only at that point where, um, like, Anna Harding came up. And I kind of, hi, I haven't seen you for ages. And then started talking to, you know, a couple of other lovely kind of running women. You know, chat, 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 lots of handshakes, all this. And uh, uh, But at this point, I was sweating, right? Just thinking, I really, I need to go and do something really quite dramatic here. And... um it was just, it was just awful oh because I did kind of, it was horrible. I see the beads of, I can, I can picture them. Yeah. And then as I was leaving and I managed to kind of edge out, I went to leave and we were somewhere where there were loos, obviously, but the loos were really open planny kind of thing. And the door of the loo was open and it was just, it was all just a bit too stall like. And I just thought I needed to go. I, I can't do it. I can't do it here. So I can't, then I had to I go, can't poo in a stall either. I need floor no. to ceiling. Yeah. If you're gonna if I'm going to do a public shit. It was it was really bad. And so in the end, I had to go to Paddington Station, which was happily only two stops away on the Elizabeth line. Um Elizabeth Bond line. Street. Sorry. Bond Street. So I had to go past Bond Street and it was only two stops, get out, run to the loo. And then they've got a, like a disabled loo at the end of the stools, which is floor to ceiling. And I was just like, I locked myself in there. And Ideal. It was fine. It was fine. But you it has reminded me. down the ceiling afterwards. It wasn't quite that bad this time, but I am not going to eat that volume of mozzarella, I think. I'm so sorry <laughs> for you about that because I love mozzarella, especially yeah. when it's like that, like a little caprese salad. Oh, bad. I'm so sorry. Your story, go. Oh, well, mine is not as exciting with as many twists and turns. (laughs) I was just going to tell you that I was really, really concerned that I I was, that my farts were not (laughs) safe. That's not great. Last night, because I had an, um, (laughs) so Cara, who we work with, she's been getting these grubby boxes and you can get them. Oh my god! If they want to sponsor us, please do because they're a bit like Hello Fresh. Oh right, yeah. They send you like a meal prep kit, and then nice. you, you make a thing. And um, she had received onion bargee burgers ah um, as one of the yeah. kits. So we made mm-hmm. them last night, and um, yeah, I mean, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was like making eyes water, peeling wallpaper, the most disgusting farts ever, ever smelt in my life. And um, I was really, really worried as I was going to bed that I had to go and do, to a point that I had to go and do a fart on the toilet because I wasn't confident. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. So I'm not, oh, not going to be having an onion bargy burger again. <laughs> Which is just an onion bargy. In, yeah. between in between two rolls. 
Yeah, yeah. I get that. That's um, <laughs> that feels like some kind of advertising standards authority issue going on there. I know. Some... Well, I feel like I've not made our case because I would love to get sponsored by a meal <laughs> box because I love the idea. <laughs> but yeah. um, I've not made a case for Grubby there. They are honestly, it was great, and the, it it was it was easy. It was mm. they send you everything you need, but um, I I. You can choose, and I shan't be choosing an onion bargy burger again. <laughs> yeah, it. it was delicious, <laughs> but punishing. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. Oh. So there T- we go. Okay, that's good. Um, tell you what, should we talk about running? Oh God, yeah. Do you want to? <laughs> nah, not really. <laughs> they laugh, you know, hysterically. Shall we talk? About yeah. <laughs> um, what have I'm we just... got to say about it? Well, I've got a couple of things, just a couple of very, very small things. I did want to mention, because we've had some ongoing conversations about um, running and sunscreen and stuff. And so oh, we've been yeah, using we a, couple of, a couple of different bits. And well, I just wanted... that does tie in with what I was going to talk about too, about running on holiday. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, we oh, all planned it all from the start. God, we're just, I mean, this is a tight ship, isn't it really? Um, yeah. But I wanted to call out um, a new brand that I'd never heard of. Um, and I just need to make sure I got their name right. Hang on a sec. Um, and it's called Solar Sport. Oh. Um, I know. But so this is, and it does sound like product placement. I, I don't mean it to be. I genuinely love this. And it comes in a tiny little 30 mil bottle. So it's really little, which means that you can pack it into backpacks and stuff it fits oh, in a pocket great. like Dave that's... instantly loved it because he was like it fits in my jeans oh, so great. and it's tiny and it's and one when of those you've got of... children that you just want to smear things over exactly mm. and it's like a dry mist spray it comes out a bit like Batiste so apart from anything else it's brilliant on your scalp because that's where because I've got thin hair I burned um, my scalp last week no you can spray it just spray it in the top of your head oh so, my god I know. So I think that's, I think it's amazing. I think it's, it's a little blue bottle. Um, and I've got a couple of them and I'm just kind of, I'm putting them around like inhalers, you know, I so love always, that. always got one on the go. Like a bowl of peanuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So tell me about your holiday running. What's, what's going on? Oh, well, it, well, I'm, I'm, again, this sounds like product praise play. Uh, Oh dear. Yeah. It sounds like it doesn't sound like anything at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um it sounds like, you know, that old thing again, but um yeah. I will be bringing my color science which is the one that we um oh, yeah. got sent the other day. I've been loving mm-hmm. it. It's so so good. Uh stays for ages so and doesn't sting your eyes. So I'm going to use that um while I'm away, but my my main question is just it's not actually bonkers. So I'm going mm. to I think, have I told the listener? I've told you. Mm. I'm going to Mauritius, which sounds so spoiled. And I do feel very, very spoiled. Um, but it's my my mum has managed to basically get the trip through work and is bringing the fam. So amazing, amazing experience. I'm so excited. But it is actually Mauritian winter, which oh. for them is like, like looking at the weather forecast now, it's like, low the low is like 21 degrees the high is like 26 27 oh, so it will perfect. be like it will be absolutely yeah. perfect yeah it, it's gonna be like I don't know like maybe south of France or like here in mm. on a on on the one day a year that we get or whatever yeah. <laughs> so it'll be really nice um but it's quite humid and quite tropical so I think perfect perfect vibes so mm. actually not awful because originally I was like 
isn't it like 40 degrees there? How am I going to do this? But actually, it's going to be perfect for running. Mm. But what do you bring when you go, when you've got limited space? Because I'm conscious of like bulky trainers, hydration vests, like how I'm going to fit everything in mm-hmm. to my suitcase. But I guess I need sun cream. Yep. A pair of running trainers, which actually I guess I could double up on one that I might wear for also like tourist stuff, like walking about and good plan and yeah. things. Um, I don't wear shorts. I, as we've discussed, I might wear a pair of cycling shorts. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do some cycling shorts. So I would, yeah, okay, right. First of all, just check where you're staying. And make sure that you've got um, somewhere to wash your clothes. Yes, we have. They have got a a laundry service. Okay, big thumbs up for that, which means you only need to bring one running outfit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing I would do is, I because I'm that sort of person, one of the people I follow on Instagram is someone called the Folding Lady. I think I might have spoken about her before, but I I think you have spoken about the Folding Lady. Ah, Folding Porn. I love it so much. I just love watching her very neatly and brilliantly fold stuff and stack them into drawers honestly I could do it for hours it's so oh I'd nice. like to do that I'm going to follow the folding oh, lady right now I love it follow her because she has lots of ideas on holiday packing as well as just folding oh. and for instance if you're trying to save space put stuff in your shoes so put your running stuff your shorts into your shoes stuff your kind of sports bra into your shoes that kind of thing so you're not taking up space okay that's a great idea Oh, okay. Uh, I I will go and have a look at her for general packing hacks as well as for running kit. She's fucking amazing. And then go back at Christmas to watch how she wraps up presents because (gasps) honestly, it makes me have little faints. I love it. I love, love, (laughs) I mean, classic August content, but I love Christmas wrapping. I really love it. I don't think it really fits my personality because I'm not the sort of person who usually can be asked to spend ages doing stuff. I'm a bit quickly and badly. I'm not very tidy. But Christmas wrapping, I come into my own and I start, I get I get my glue gun out. I glue on Ooh. little little bit, little beads or Blimey. stars or whatever you whatever I might have lying around from my craft box. That sounds amazing. I mean, I theme. I do theme. <gasps> you and I theme. Think about- well, you know, only, you know, colour and, you know, whatever. So each mm. year is a different... Although, to be fair, I've brought that right back. I used to go wild with it, with the kind of the ribbon and the and everything else. But now, because of sustainability stuff, it's very much on a brown paper. Yeah. Um, and I managed... Like, last year, I bought all of my paper was... Well, why are we talking about Christmas? Fucking hell. I love that um, we're talking about Christmas. <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> Christmas special, yeah. I bought all my paper from Paper Chase and it was all recyclable brown paper, but with a print on it, but just like a white print. So I, there was I no shininess. I we had the same. No, nothing. And I just, I had acres of it and I did, you know, everything was wrapped in it. And then the kind of the adornment was also paper. So like a brown paper string type thing. Um, so I did all of that. And then when it came to... Um, uh, taking it down to the recycling centre, they wouldn't accept it. I know. So, I, and I think that's because the chap down at the recycling centre is basically used to turning people away with any kind of Christmas paper yeah. and just saying, no, fuck right off. You can't come in here. You can't. But I so carefully managed it, made sure that it was all recyclable. 
Aww. and I still got turned away. So you have to be careful. I think that's I'm really sticking... annoying. I d- mm. I did those same. I'm pretty sure I had a br- I, I did a brown paper plane, and then mm. I did a brown paper with little white Christmas trees. I think it was on it. Yeah, that sounds similar. Yeah, a classic yeah. thing. And I think they yeah. were also from Paper Chase, and also claimed to be recyclable. But I didn't actually. I wasn't responsible for the recycling because uh. it wasn't at my house. So I don't know what happened to that paper and whether it was accepted in Tewkesbury. Oh, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, um, I, one I question. Do, yeah. Oh, sorry. You had no, something. No, no. My last thing I was going to ask you uh, while we're vaguely talking about running yes. slash Christmas um, was going to be <laughs> hydration vest. Yeah, That's probably something that I can't get away with not bringing, right, if it's like 25, 26 degrees in the morning. Um, it depends how far you're running mm. and how used you are to running with a hydration vest. Well, I haven't so, been doing any of my couch to 5Ks with it because none of them well, have really been long enough. When was the last time you wore a hydration vest on a run? Oh, God, probably when I was training for the Paris half in uh, so in, uh, in February. <laughs> uh, well, are any of your runs likely to be more than half an hour? No, because I'm just going to carry on plodding along with my couch 5K. Then I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, that's music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. Just make sure you're, I mean, especially if I'll you're... I'll just glug, glug, glug before I go. Yeah, if you're boozing particularly the night before, then yeah, make sure that you're having loads and loads of, and drink all the way through the day because that really helps you top up when you go yes, for a run in the morning. True. And it um, is. Yeah. I've never been on an, I, I do feel very spoiled talking about this holiday. It's an all-inclusive and I've never been on an all-inclusive before. Oh. So I'm hoping that like people are just going to be handing me coconuts all day to drink. I mean, I think that's what it is. I think that's how yeah. it all inclusive works, yeah. right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I think I can yeah. just. I think there's a coconut boy who who brings you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know no what idea. it's going to be like, but I'm sure it'd be lovely. I have heard that tea is a big custom in Mauritius, mm-hmm. and they have a tea time, and there's like a tea bar at the hotel. <sighs> So you can oh, go and nice. get a, get an interesting tea whenever you like. So I'm I, I'm I'm gonna do a bit of that as well. That's good for uh, yeah, hydration. I, that's good. I, yeah, you're not going to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that there's no concern about hydration there. Good for you. That's gonna sound, it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait to speak to you after that to find out. What I know. Like. I'm really excited. We've only got what, a day and a half left of work. Esther and I are both going on holiday at the same time, and it's absolutely fine. So stop asking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and Holly's going to Mauritius and I'm going to Cornwall where it's absolutely pissing it down. Oh, you'll have okay. a great time though. You'll have a great time. It'll be you'll fine. It'll time. be fine. And I mean, it um, might I piss did... it down in Mauritius. We are going in the winter, but, yeah, but it's jammy, isn't rain. it, there, winter? Yeah, it, it is jammy. I can't believe that. 26 no. degrees and sunny, sunny, sunny. That's the forecast at the moment. Bastards. Bastards. Yeah. Mm. You know, I mean, I suppose they did have to withstand quite a lot of colonialism to, you yeah. know, it's, it's okay. not. Okay, you win your It hasn't lose. always yeah. been ideal, I, but. Yeah, okay. Um, I did I did have another small, Did I, I have got a little list here, right, of stuff that we were going to talk about. Is this um, going to be the longest episode we've ever done? It might well be. Um, I'm going to rattle through one thing very quickly, because I've got two things to talk about, okay? And one thing I was very, very quickly going to talk about um is um we had a comment on discord <clears throat> and it was someone who was asking us about racing and racing uh if it she was asking 
who ran races on their own as opposed to with friends or with a group of people. Um, mm. And nicely, it's kind of it's it's a question that was put by someone who was concerned about going on a race on their own. Um, and what's really nice is that the gang on Discord have basically replied on mass to say, "Oh yeah, no, I run on my own. I run on my own." And I, it was just a very interesting one, just to pick up very briefly here because it is an interesting concept. <clears throat> Sorry, um, when you're like I think with us and with the pod squad and I think with running that you start reading stuff and you start being involved with particularly with things like women's running and you think yeah. that everyone is in a gang or it's all community based and um, and it can make you feel when you're a, a solo runner or you don't have any running buddies, it can feel quite ostracizing. And it's, I think it was worth pointing out here that that kind of, that actually is really common to turn up to races on your own. Um, and, and you don't have to be with a big gang of women that run the same. And I, I feel exactly the same. I feel, and I had it even this morning when I, I came back from my run <clears throat> and I was running, um, I, I ran past uh, a woman who I know, um, mm. and she was running with a friend and I just thought, Oh God, you know, I, I'm, I'm very rarely running with someone else. I'm always on my own. And it just, it just feel kind of a bit other for me. And, um, but I just wanted to just I guess reiterate the normality of turning up to a start line to a race village on your own it yeah it, it can feel a little bit weird like I remember like for the bath half for instance you were there with a big gang of people at the end like you mm. know your mum was there and all of that and like it I remember at the time and you were running and and you and Lex was there yeah and I remember I mean I had you and Lex and your family basically mm. um yeah Who's barking? Can you hear that fucking dog? Yeah. Oh my god! It woke me up this morning as well. Shall I shut my window? Is that? It's very Dave... very loud. Okay, Dave's <laughs> going to be angry about this. All right. Small interlude while I shut my window. Oh, or as you as you've been reined in. Might be made in. Right, right. So anyway, okay. right. So um, I remember feeling a bit weird on Bath Half Day where I just walked home like completely on my own and you were going off to celebrate with a big gang. And I just thought, oh, I should have had a gang. I should oh, have had a gang. So, but also but, you can always be in the gang. You should have come to the pub with us. But where I very, I, very tentatively sipped a glass of white wine that really didn't go down very well. <laughs> yeah, there is that. But then, you know, I had to come back because of the kids and, you know. Yeah, of course. So it was like, it does feel weird. And I remember turning up to a relish running race. It was a 10K and I turned mm. up to that on my own. Um, but that was absolutely fine. And and I remember particularly on that one, scanning around because it was, I guess it was more, it was thinner on the ground. There were fewer runners and scanning around. And actually there were plenty of people who were just on their own. And what I like about that is it does feel like you are completely in control. So if, mm -hmm. if you're running on your own, it means that you're not at all worried about someone else's timekeeping. You're not worried about them suddenly wanting to go to the loo when it's no. five minutes before the start. You don't have to worry about their hydration. Um, a long, long, long time ago when I was doing a half marathon, like 20 years ago, I remember meeting up with a friend as we walked to it. And she and her boyfriend said to me that they hadn't drunk any water or had any breakfast that morning. And I remember feeling instantly as though I needed to look after them and yeah. make sure that they weren't going to collapse on them. And that's a horrible feeling when you're yeah. already 
you're trying to blinker in and focus in on your own performance and stuff. But so also can be quite own. a nice feeling sometimes when alternatively can be mm. quite a nice feeling when you think to, to quell your nerves a bit to be like, okay, somebody else needs looking after here. I think it yes. kind of gives me that adrenaline a bit sometimes that helps me crack on. Oh. In, in a way that you, you'd feel like if you were on a flight with a nervy flyer and it makes you feel less nervous, doesn't it? If you're kind yeah, of going, you're like, oh, don't worry, oh don't worry. what the fuck are you on about? It's fine because it's not going to yeah. burst into flames. And then it's like, oh, maybe it, maybe it <laughs> won't. <laughs> Thanks, brain. Yeah, I yeah. guess in that way, yeah, it, do, it does help a bit like that. But I guess all I'm saying is like, yeah, some people do run with other people and find it very difficult not to run with with just with themselves. Yeah. But actually, it's very, very normal to run races on your own. Um, it just totally. Be, and, and, I, and also, it's the other thing, isn't it? It's running a race. And and what about, like, pacing? Like, if you are running with other people, or oh, at least yeah, if you're turning up the, with definitely other people. the so downside. I, That's confusing. I've definitely gone out. Because I, alternatively to you, have never, maybe apart from... I mean, I haven't turned, I've never turned up to a race on my own and I've actually only run fully on my own the whole way on my own once, which was mm. the Bath Half in 20, the one that we did together most recently. Just now. Yeah, yeah. just now. Yeah, yeah. Just now in March. <laughs> was it? No, just now in October last year. Was it October last <laughs> yeah, year? It was, it was. <gasps> oh my God. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, um, uh, I was going to say the, the first time I ran it in 2020, I went out with someone else, which meant that I went out way too fast because his pace was faster than mine. Mm. Um, and then I was knackered by the end. And yeah. I mean, when I ran with Kate in um, at the Paris half earlier this year, yeah. she was that was actually great because she was really good. She was really strict. So she yeah. kept us in a, a really good pace the whole way. But yeah, totally agree that unless you have both agreed in at the exact same pace which is highly unlikely um, yeah. then it is actually beneficial sometimes to run on your own because and my training runs I prefer gotcha. going on my own like I love meeting up with Lex afterwards to go for a brunch or something or and I love mm. being able to turn up with her to the race start line or and same with you but I feel like the actual training run itself I I run best when I've got headphones in a distraction on and cracking on and I think when you're at a race you want the conditions to be as similar as they possibly are as they possibly can be to your training absolutely mm. absolutely and I think there is definitely a thing I think one of the reasons why I do enjoy running on my own is exactly what you're saying there is like like if you can imagine walking with a friend along a road mm. that I I I have been alternately 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 um, we keep saying not, alternative alternatively alternate we're really uh, saying uh, that a lot I don't I don't, I don't know why I'm saying <laughs> anyway I I find myself irritated either by people that are walking too slow for me mm. or by people that are walking too fast for me yeah and so and I think to find someone that can fall into your pace and not so the idea of two people for instance running a race and both of them feeling equally comfortable is is quite tricky it's a it's a fine fine balance definitely so, actually I mean yeah by all means see if there are people that can be I mean I what I really hope is that the women's running 
you know, the, 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 the podcast and our pod squad and all that, I, I hope that we grow into its millions so that whenever you sign up for a race, you'll find a pod squatter to at least say hello to at the beginning when you're going to get a coffee and go for a, a, a nervy wee. And, and maybe at the end, maybe that, maybe that's something that we can work on while we're on holiday. I know. I would love that. I would love it. I think if you are ever fearful, I mean, that is also the joy of the Discord chat that like, Mm. not to plug it again, but it is really lovely being a patron. I promise, guys, because Mm. it really feels, I already feel like everyone who listens to the podcast, we're all in this community together. And even if it is a virtual community, it is still just lovely to be able to that you're not alone because if you are ever on the race start line and you're like, I feel like a bit of a muggins here. I'm not talking mm. to this. I haven't got anyone to talk to. Um, then like you, you have, you can always chat to any of us. Um, but also I was going to say the last few race start lines I've been at where I haven't been with someone where I've been like running completely on my own. Mm. I've chatted away to, random people because everybody's oh, yeah. nervous too and is doing that slightly sort of I mean if you're someone who's got your headphones in and you're concentrating then you kind of know that like that's not someone who necessarily wants to be spoken to but yeah there will always be somebody who's like have you done it? I haven't done enough training or yeah. oh my god what oh my longest my longest long run was only this or oh I've what, what are you gonna have afterwards oh my god I've been thinking about this roast for months or there'll always be someone to have that conversation with at the start yeah line. I think, you know, and one of my favorite ways of doing that is to compliment someone on what they're wearing. And I think if someone is wearing a kind of a brightly patterned legging or short Mm -hmm. or skort or something, you compliment them on that. And then suddenly you are best friends for about four minutes before the the horn goes. It is lovely to have that. And then, and to have a very quick kind of, good luck. I hope it goes well. You know, so it's, um, just go, it can be a really, go, what are you wearing? Like that. (laughs) And then like they that, love yeah. it. They love not, it. They're not creeped out by that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we've banged on for too long. So I am not going to talk about the final thing I was going to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Leave that. You did have another no. thing. We'll talk about it next week. We are going to talk about it next week. It's the joy of this format, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> which is weekly currently. Their plans afoot, maybe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just two pounds a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our Pod Squad chat room too. Go to Patreon. That's P A T R eon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.